So little kids running along the track and they see you and they start yelling, Mazungu, Mazungu, which is white person. From the state of Jefferson, I'm Dan Smith, and this is Wheel Tales, the show where we talk with Rotarians and people of action that are changing the world. We're going to explore their secrets and their hearts, share the emotions, and take a deep dive into some extraordinary people. Today, we are talking with Dr. Lucinda Colo, who works at the Veterans Facility at White City, Oregon. Dr. Colo is a new member of the Rotary E-Club of the state of Jefferson and has a special love for Africa. She's been working there for many years, offering free clinics to remote villages. Here are some of her adventures. I've always wanted to go to Africa, and I was I grew up during the time of the famine in Ethiopia and grew up in northern Minnesota, and I built a little refugee camp in the, the woods outside of our house. We had a little grove of woods. So I built a refugee camp and put a sign up by the road, and... Of course, nobody ever came. We are in Duluth, Minnesota, not anywhere near the problem. I've been thinking about joining Rotary for a long time, but I have a crazy schedule, I think, like a lot of us do, and trying to make a weekly meeting was really untenable for me. So Chuck Root has helped raise money for the work that I do in Africa a couple of times and he introduced me to the idea of the e-club. I was super excited to hear there was a an online option. About a decade ago I had my first opportunity to go to Africa and started working with the Maasai tribe in Tanzania and Kenya. I initially was going just with whoever I could find. I've never been sponsored by an organization or anything like that. The first five or six years, it was me raising the money or spending my own money for whatever supplies I could bring. So in fact, my husband, who is an architect, was my pharmacist one year and He was my nurse for two years. Since that time, I've partnered with three emergency room nurses from Grants Pass and a pharmacist from the VA, and we've gone together for the last two years. So a typical day would involve us having a breakfast. Sometimes we have electricity, sometimes we don't. Rotary raised money for an ambulance and we have use of the ambulance when we're in Malawi. We load up in the ambulance, we pick up our translators, we drive to the remote village. Usually we'll take an hour and a half or sometimes a little bit more. We pull up to the remote village Um, Like I said, it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. There are generally 
between, I'd say 60 and 150 people waiting for us. There's a lot of chaos initially. People are super glad to see us. We make a connection with the village elder and we ask the elder to kind of organize everybody. So we'll, we start with education. Uh, we have everybody sit and we'll talk to them about basic first aid, talk about hydration, fever management and diarrhea and clean water, that sort of thing. And then we'll break the kids away and we'll give them toothbrushes and teach them about brushing their teeth and flossing their teeth. And there's a lot of excitement over that. The kids love getting toothbrushes and it's a lot of fun. Then we'll line the kids up and for each child, we will do a temperature check, a skin check. There are a lot of rashes scabies, that sort of thing. So we'll check for infections, listen to their heart and lungs, and then give them warming medicine. Um, if somebody has a fever, we'll run a malaria test. Um, that part is generally done by the nurses. If the nurses notice somebody is sick or they have a fever, they have anything that needs to be treated, then, then they'll send the kid to me. They'll write the issue out on a little piece of paper and have the child bring it to me. And I will see the child, make a diagnosis, and then I send something to the pharmacist and she will fill whatever I've asked for. Yeah, and we, we generally stop working when the sun starts to go down. We don't really like to be driving in these really remote locations um, after dark. The roads are pretty rugged. The streets of Malawi turned into chaos this week. A standoff between police and supporters of the main opposition candidate, Lazarus Chakwera, turned violent with some caught in the crossfire. There, was, there have been uncomfortable moments. When we were in Tanzania, especially, we were arrested a couple of times. Outwardly, they called it traffic violations, but it was really a matter of the police wanting bribes. And because we wouldn't pay bribes, they arrested us. And, and the interesting thing about being arrested in Tanzania is they don't have police cars, so you're expected to drive yourself to their police station and turn yourself in. The second time we were arrested, we were on our way to the airport in Kenya and it got pretty heated with the police. They took our driver's shirts and shoes and belts and they wanted our documentation. I think that the reason they wanted our documentation, they were going to let us go and then they their plan was to arrest us on our way because we didn't have the documents that they just confiscated. So that was a little uncomfortable. When you drive 
Uh, generally, you're on a really rural dirt track. Sometimes there's very little to it with a lot of potholes and ruts. It's, it's not an easy trip. And as you're coming close to the village, you start to be greeted by children who are generally walking toward wherever you're going to have the clinic. So little kids running along the track and they see you and they start yelling, Mazungu, Mazungu, um, which is white person. And they start asking for sweeties. So they, they associate candy with white people. So, and they will run along the ambulance and then as you get closer, you'll start to see adults, women carrying babies on their backs, men on bicycles. When you pull in, you're generally in kind of the village center. And so there'll be a couple of really primitive buildings, um, maybe a school, oftentimes a church. The buildings will have dirt floors sometimes benches and there'll be porches on occasion they'll they'll put us on the porch to see patients and right above the head your head will be drying tobacco leaves so you'll have silkworms dropping on your head during the you know the course of the day it's very warm there are a lot of chickens and goats running around there are kids playing soccer, they make balls out of plastic bags. Um, so the kids will be playing soccer. Moms will be sitting in groups with their babies. And sometimes it's hard to tell whose babies are whose because they just kind of pick up whatever baby is close. And um, sometimes you'll see grandmothers nursing the babies just for comfort. It was the end of the day in Tanzania and we we're going to be losing light soon. Our drivers were trying to hurry us up. I was resistant to that because there were still people to be seen, but this woman came in with her child. She had a fever. She was, I think her ankle bone was about as big around as maybe my thumb. She just, she was emaciated. She couldn't talk. She couldn't swallow. She wasn't moving on her own. We tried to give her Tylenol for her fever. She wasn't able to swallow it. She started choking on it. And as we were trying to get her to swallow through stimulating reflexes and that sort of thing, her mother grabbed a stick and just jammed it down her throat to make the, the Tylenol go down. I thought about that girl a lot. And the, the obvious solution for her inability to swallow or eat would be a feeding tube. You know, in the United States, you would send them the child and they'd have a really comprehensive neurological evaluation and 
probably you would do tube feeding. It's just not an option in these remote villages. They're, you know, so her prognosis was very, very poor. And we paid for neurological evaluation, but, um, you know, she didn't make it. And that that's really hard, you know, because you think if she lived elsewhere, if she lived in the United States, there would be intervention that she just, she doesn't have access to just by virtue of where she was born. like doctoring in the United States I make a difference but not quite to the extent that I do when I go to Africa you know they they really have nothing so I find it really gratifying to be involved in in the health care of these villages mm-hmm.